Welcome back to Cold America. I'm Chris Coleman, your favorite host, back here today. Yay! Welcome back. All right. Mm. It is four o'clock in the morning, Thursday morning. Uh, I'm not still up. I'll tell you uh, because we had a, a good staff in place tonight. Uh, you know, and I was able to leave and go home around ten o'clock. And watch a movie, you know, take a nap. I, I was watching the cameras. I'd text, uh, yeah, and, and make sure they were good. And, uh, yeah, then I went to sleep. And I woke up, and I came on up here so I could go ahead and record this to get it out for y'all. And uh, then I'm going to lay down and take a nap as I don't have deliveries coming in till around noonish. And uh, then, uh, you know, here we go. It's LSU weekend. Anybody that's ever worked service industry, I think you know what that means. It's uh, all hands on deck. Let's go. It's game time. Let's go. Hmm. I mean, we've seen some very good ones. Uh, you saw Texas to kick the season off, and it was awesome. And then uh, we went Ole Miss, and that was, you know, equal with Texas. Uh, didn't. Later on, uh, Tennessee comes in, and Tennessee, uh, Arkansas was here, kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee was the biggest weekend we've ever had uh, here at Unique. And, you know, remember, we've only been here since 21. Uh, but that Friday was the best Friday we've ever had, and that Saturday on top of it, the best total weekend. Uh, it was good. It was really, really good. And that's a lot of credit to my staff. Uh, that was a really tough weekend for me. I had a door guy, uh, a good door guy, out sick that week. Uh, he was able to come back Saturday on game day. Uh, the doctors cleared him, and so that was that was good. And uh, yeah, but the others uh, that quit that week. Now, all right, well, I hired new ones, and literally they stepped up. They came in. They've been awesome since they got here, and. Uh, you know, and, and that's a credit to the staff they, that was already here. They're working with setting the example. You know, you got to have that, that clubhouse leadership. Yeah, everything's going to be sports related. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, is this your first time? <laughs> it's, uh, this week, uh, you know, a couple, of, a couple of bartenders are no longer working here, but that doesn't mean that we don't still you know, love them as people and, and wish them all the best. They, you know, they're just not here anymore. And uh, that's that's fine because uh, the ones that are here, I have the utmost faith and confidence in. I, I like where they're at. Uh, some of the newer ones, too, are progressing well. While the veterans, we know exactly what we're going to get from them, and it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and we're going to need every bit of it this weekend. You know, this weekend, this weekend. Uh, it starts tonight. So, yeah, uh, Tuesday was Halloween. Uh, that was awesome. I, I, Halloween in Tuscaloosa is just a magical thing. And if you haven't experienced that, I can't explain it. Uh, I don't understand why there's any guy that's not out. Um, Mom, you probably don't want to listen to this part. But basically... The good girls go slutty and the sluts go all out. You know, that's that's just what it is. Uh, get on Instagram. Uh, one of my friends actually DM'd me and was like, 
So basically, they just wear like lingerie and call it a costume. I was like, yeah, some of them, you know. Mm. But good wholesome family entertainment. That's what we're all about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, and then Wednesday tonight, uh, you know, actually we got helped out a lot because uh, one of our dark teams, Matt Jones, and them. Uh, that's why they give you three. They, uh, there were no darts this week, uh, because Tuesday night was Halloween. Uh, the league decided before, uh, the season ever started, we wouldn't play this Tuesday. We would just skip this week and, you know, go on to next week. Matt Jones and Sonya and, uh, then we're going to be out of town next week. So our team, that's why they give you three, one of our three teams. That they got with, um... Sam Adams and uh, Dart and Soul. Dart and Soul. I was trying to think of their new name. Uh, <laughs> but Dart and Soul. And they went ahead and played next week's game tonight. Uh, that way uh, they wouldn't fall behind in it. They were playing it early rather than making it up late. Knowing they are going to be out of town. And Matt came to me and talked to me about it. And he's like, you know, what day do you recommend me asking him? And I was like, <laughs> after you broke it down, I was like, well... Tuesday's obviously a no-go because there's a reason the league's not playing. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday's LSU weekend. Uh, Redshed had a private party on Monday, so we were doing their tournament on Monday. So how does Wednesday sound? Because that's it. Yeah, there, there's your list. And he's like, Wednesday it is. And uh, they were able to get it. And luckily they played tonight. That actually helped us out a lot because, uh, you know, this would have been a, a slow dead night. Uh, it really would have wouldn't have been great. You got uh knowing that you have yeah, Halloween last night where it's very busy and that a lot of people were gonna rest up. It's a cold Wednesday night. A lot of people would have rested up, but uh they helped us out, made it a solid good night. And so uh I do appreciate that. So that that is the point of Dart League. You know, when Dart League was created by the visionaries, such as Jeff Sides, the great former commissioner. Uh, the original, you know, the, be- the best commissioner this league's ever had. We can just say that easily. Uh, he, uh, the, the purpose of it was to generate revenue for bars on Tuesday night. And I think it's important for the league never to lose that side of that. You know, that, that's the point of the league. At the end of the day, it's to do what's best for the bars. And that, that's, you know, I know players sometimes get a little greedy, but players are players. Yeah, it's like any other sport. Players are players, owners are owners. Yeah, you gotta pros and cons, good and bad, weigh the odds, side with the owners. Uh, actually, the team captains are who really run the league. Mm. They're the ones that set the rules and vote on all the rules and all that. They're, they're really who run it. It's just the commissioner has to enforce those rules. So, yeah, you get to wear the black cat and be the bad guy. And be hated. Good luck with that. Alright, so I know most of y'all tuned in to listen to how things were going here at Unique. Uh, and in my personal time. Tuesday night, Aaron Harris was here. He was out with me. We had a great time. Uh, great to see him. We were able to bounce. I, I will tell you, uh, like I have my entire staff here by 7 o'clock in costume. There were two of them that weren't here. Uh, but I knew they couldn't be here, so... It was okay. 
Um, everybody else was here. We did a round of shots. We went outside. We took a staff picture. Um, I'm hidden, so it's a really good-looking picture. A lot of good-looking people work here. Uh, genetic lottery winners. Um, talking about the females. Guys, calm down. Guys, listen, not you. No gator. No. Nathan, seriously? It's a mirror. Like three of them by the bathroom. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I just know they have, that they actually listen to the podcast. So might as well take some shots out of here as if they don't get it enough at work, you know, all the time. Uh, anyway, but uh, then we were able to walk over to Red Shed, uh, except for those that had to stay at work. We were able to walk over there, do a round of shots, and then we were able to get the hoppers. And that's something uh, Mac and I, uh, you know, we just want to show our, our thanks to the staff, but also our thanks to our neighbors. And, uh, you know, we appreciate them. We all work in a symbiote with each other. You know, there's times where we all need to borrow from each other and, you know, get back and all that stuff. Uh, and so we, we were happy to be able to do that but uh, and, and show a little love to them. Um Oh, yeah, it was a good time. So, now it's Thursday, though. We're focused, getting ready for the weekend. The World Series ended tonight. Yeah, I'm going to do that first. The Texas Rangers, as we all said before the season, you know, oh, it's clearly the Texas Rangers. Uh, <laughs> the Texas Rangers, they bested Arizona. What a game tonight. You've seen all the hits. You've seen all the bats being hot. And then... Tonight, it's it's pitching and defense uh, up until, what, around the seventh inning. It was still 0-0 in the seventh. And then Texas starts stringing together hits. The base hit up the middle. And, uh, you know, they, uh, that, that run, you know, that run scoring, it was like, oh, uh, you could see it in Arizona's face. You know, and they're, they're down 1-0 in the top of the ninth. And... You know, like, hey, Arizona, they could do something. And then the huge, huge no-out error by the center fielder. Oh, my goodness. The runners on first and third, ground ball up the middle, and the center fielder misplays it. It rolls all the way to the wall. Now it's three to nothing, and they, they still got a man on third. Then the, uh, Marcus Simeon hits the two-run job, makes it five nothing. Marcus Simeon, let me tell you, 179 games. The Rangers played this year. He played in 179 games. That's who I want on my baseball team. That's the type of player I want. That second most in MLB, uh, only behind uh, Hideki Matsui with the Yankees. They played in 180. He played in 180. Yeah, but Marcus Simeon, my type of player, I like that. You show up every day. You go to play the game. I mean, if you told me, hey, You've got to work 180 days this year. I'd laugh. Yeah, like I'm used to working, you know, around 360. Not even kidding. Uh, that actually a little more the past couple of years. But you know what? It's, it's like what? 180. Hmm. On the road this season, the Rangers were 40 and 41 during the regular season. But when it got to the playoffs. Road Warriors, 11-0, away from their house. That's crazy. That's crazy. Most ever all time. Mm. Bochi, 
uh, four World Series rings now. You know, that guy, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's there. He's in rare company. Um, Corey Seager picked up the uh, World Series MVP. He's the first guy to have the World Series and the uh, AL and the NL. Yeah, he's got all of them. That's that's great. Um, but yeah, uh, it's got another now. Bochy's the third manager to win the World Series with an AL and an NL team, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't see who the guys were. I know Sparky Anderson did it. I can't remember who the other one was. I wish they put that graphic up there and showed me, but uh, ESPN's lagging. Anyway, but uh, yeah, really cool. Diamondbacks, you know, they they were resilient all year. Tonight, though, over with runners in scoring position, you cannot do that. You gotta score runs if you're gonna beat the Rangers and World Series champ. So, Texas Rangers, congratulations. Now, I think most of y'all might have tuned in tonight to listen for some college football games. That's that's the word on the street. Because uh, going into this week, I am now 176, 93, and 7 against the spread. And we're going to see what kind of damage we can do. Now we're going to start out where we should always start out. With the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. And what a game we have coming to T-Town this week. LSU coming to visit. For service industry people, get your rest, get the massage, stretch the hammies. It's go time. They come correct. Anybody who works service industry loves LSU, loves LSU fans. Um, so it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good weekend. Uh, whether you want it to be or not, it's going to be a good weekend. Bama, it opened up at 6. And you know what? I like this. It's down to 3. And I love us. I'm going to buy it down to 2.5. You know why? Because I'm not a psychopath. Bama minus 2.5. Taking it all day long. The over under 61. The over is hit in every LSU game so far this year. We're definitely on the over of this game. Okay. Their defense, not good. Their offense, best offense we've seen yet this year. Hands down, they bring the best offense. But you know what? We happen to have the best defense they've seen so far this year, too. You heard me, Florida State. I didn't stutter. I said it. Shut up. Um, Bama's won 10 out of the last 12. Now, uh, Daniels is going to start at quarterback. For Florida, uh, for uh, LSU, he beat us last year as a starter. The last quarterback to beat Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons as the starting quarterback. Anybody? Anybody want to take that guess? Think about it. You had to, you had to beat, you had to beat Nick Saban two seasons in a row first. So if you had beat him two seasons in a row, you're out. But the same starting quarterback. It's like, well, LSU, you no know, Burrow was only there that one year. It was 10 and 11 last time LSU. So now nah, they're, they're out. Those different quarterbacks. Uh, here you start going through it. Let me just go ahead and tell you. You got to go back to when Nick was at Michigan State. And some no-name midget from Purdue named Drew Brees 
is the last quarterback to beat a Nick Saban team back-to-back seasons as the starting quarterback. How about that one? Mm. Daniels has a shot to tie it. To get up there with him. Ain't gonna happen. Alabama's 55-27-5 all time against LSU. They'll tell you this is a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. I'm trying to think uh, in Dixieland Delight, it's uh, Auburn and LSU and Tennessee too. Yeah, they're, they're in there, but barely. Um, barely. Um, Tennessee's a lot. They're the number one. Auburn, 1A. We, I'll debate with you, Clay. I'll debate with you on that. LSU? No. You're not even a rival. We went from 1969 till 2007. Yeah, 2002. Nick Saban was their coach. Without losing in their house in Baton Rouge. The Tide don't lose in Baton Rouge. Yeah. They got us down there last year on the last play of the game. They got us. Tip your cap, move on. Come get it again. This time it's personal. This SEC West implications all over it. If the Tide wins this game, and I've already had people ask me what I thought about Kentucky. Shut up. It's LSU week. Our focus is solely on LSU, okay? Solely on LSU. Kentucky's next week. We'll get into Kentucky then. Don't be overlooking LSU. <clears throat> but you got Kentucky, you got Auburn. You pretty much have the West all but wrapped up. Because then LSU would have two in conference. We're still sitting at zero. Ole Miss is still sitting there with one right now. But they lost us head-to-head. So they would need us to have two losses, you know, for them to be and them to run the table. You lose this one, it's not all over. Because Alabama, LSU, and uh, Ole Miss will be in a three-way tie. And we're going to get real messy with things. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. Look, LSU, their defense currently ranks 105th in the country. They're going to have four guys that are starters that are going to be out. Three of them in the secondary and one at the defensive line. Because they're missing a couple of corners. And that defense is already bad. And they're going to be missing more of it. So, uh, I don't see any way the Tide doesn't win this game. Uh, I do like the over. Uh, I'm going to go with something along the lines of 35-24. Maybe 27. I might even get 28. 35-28, that sounds good. Yeah, 35-28. Yeah, that seems about right. 35-28, Bama. All right. I would love to see us win 30 to, like, 24. No, that wouldn't get the over. How about 36 to 28? 36-28, but Will Likert kicks 12 field goals. <laughs> I don't know. I told you it's 4 o'clock in the morning. All right, next game up. I got I to gotta, I gotta speed up now. A&M against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is 6-2 six, six and two against the spread this season. A&M's lost their last eight road games. They haven't even looked good on the road. Uh, they've been a different team. Ole Miss is minus 2.5. I know it's 3. We're it down to 2.5. Give me, give me Ole Miss at home. 
They're still playing for something. They're still in the SEC West race. When their game plays, they won't know Alabama and, and LSU because we're that night. Mm. A&M, they're not playing for anything. A lot of quitting that team. They're trying to figure out how they can buy Jimbo out or something. Um, one of the DNTs of the week, UConn against Tennessee. Why are you playing this game? It never should have been scheduled. This is garbage. 35 and a half. No way we're touching this. Get that out of here. Um, another big one. You got the Missouri Tigers, 7 and 1, number 12 in the country. That's cute. You got the number one team in the country, undefeated, back to back national titles. Haven't lost it forever. Georgia Bulldogs. And it's in Athens. Georgia, though, is only 2-6 against the spread because their spreads have been ridiculously high. When you win back-to-back national titles, everybody expects you to win 800 to nothing. So they've had some really big spreads. But let me tell you, the two games they covered were Florida and Kentucky. The two times that everybody went, hey, you know, Georgia really hadn't looked that great. This, this Kentucky team, they might could knock them off. Now, this Florida team, they might give them trouble. And Georgia stood up, and they flexed, and went, no. And they, and they shut them up. Um, I would not be surprised to see that again here. Thing is, Missouri throws the ball, and they do it very, very well. Um, I do think Georgia wins this game. I think Georgia wins this game comfortably. But because the line's up at 15 and a half, I got to take the points with Missouri. I, I think I think 14, I'm buying it down to 13 and a half with Georgia. But that 15 and a half just seems odd. And so I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Georgia. I, I'm going to take Missouri to cover Georgia to win. Um, Arkansas against Florida. And that's going to be a huge game. Guys. This is going to be a fun game. You got to remember, Brock Bowers still out. That's the best player in all of America. So that could have something to do with the line. I don't know. Um, but they've got more than just him. Um, Arkansas against Florida. Arkansas has looked absolutely terrible the past few weeks. Florida coming off the beatdown against Georgia. Uh, Florida's 10-2 and all-time against Arkansas. I don't see any reason for that trend to change. Make it 11-2. Uh, and by the way, one of those two from Arkansas was before, way before they were in the SEC, back in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. So, since joining the conference in 92, it's been pretty much all Florida, including the SEC championship one year, uh, way back when, when none of the people that work for me uh, currently were born or alive. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um but uh, born or alive, like those are two different things. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, <coughs> four in the morning. Thanks. Um, I'll take Florida minus the six and move forward. Jacksonville State. I like Jacksonville State. I like to pull for some of the in-state schools. I don't like Rich Rod. I especially don't like his wife. Uh, I'm glad that he's there because of the irony. His wife, if for those of you that are young and don't remember, everybody, it broke that Rich Rod was going to be Alabama's new head coach. And he got mad that it broke, mad at Vinebaum and them that it broke. And the deal didn't go through. 
his wife made the comments that she didn't feel like we ever needed to live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They could do better than that. He took the job at Michigan. We had to settle for Nicholas Lou Saban. Thank you. Thank you so much for for leaving, for that breaking. Mm. And now his wife lives in Jacksonville, Alabama. Yeah, enjoy that. Um, but look, USC, South Carolina, that the USC that's in South Carolina, yeah, they're 15 and a half point favorites. I don't like Richard that much. But I like this Jacksonville State team. And I'm going to put USC on upset alert. You heard me. I said it. Um, I do like the under in this game, which is at 55. So we're going under. I'm going Jacksonville State in the points. And I'm going to sprinkle the money line. Look out for a 26-25 Jacksonville State win in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, how's Beamer Ball feeling after that? Mm. Oh, we've got a big-time rivalry. We have got two SEC teams that are exactly parallel. They're founding members. They've been here the whole time. And in their history of playing against each other, they are 500. When you think of one, you should think of the other as exactly the same. And that is the Vanderbilt Commodores and the Auburn Tigers. You heard me all time. They are 21, 21, and 1. They are the same in college football. Auburn is the same as Vanderbilt. One of my favorite stats. And let me tell you something. Auburn won the last game in 2016 to tie it up. Because Vandy was ahead. So when these Auburn fans come out of the woodworks and they start talking that smack around Thanksgiving, they start running the mouths. Just remind them, you're the same as Vandy. You're equal with Vandy. This week, I think the Auburn Tigers, for the first time in a very long time, are going to take the lead in this series. I'm taking Auburn minus the 12 and a half to cover the spread and get the all-time series lead on the Vanderbilt Commodores. Congratulations, Auburn. You're moving up in the world. You terrible, 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 classless program. Um, speaking of all-time equals, and these two, you would you would be like, yeah, they seem about equal. Kentucky and Miss Stake, 25, 25, and 0. But if you think about the two of their football, you're like, Kentucky's a basketball school. State claims to be a baseball school, even though they only have one national title in that. They're just barely a school. I don't know. I mean, they have a very good meteorology program and uh, something to do with farming. I can't remember what. AggieCon. AggieCon. That's it. Agricultural. Yeah, they're good there. Um... This game's in Starkville, which is terrible. That means make sure that if you're watching it on TV, you do not have the volume on because the cowbells will give you a headache for at least 72 hours minimum. It, that's if you only listen to five minutes of it. It's awful. Um, worst thing in sports. Worst thing in sports. Cowbells. Period. 
I would rather watch LeBron James flop for two hours than hear Kaba. I would rather sleep under Tumor's Corner with somebody singing Rocky Top and not our version, their version, all night long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would rather hear the tomahawk chop in Atlanta. The racist, racist tomahawk chop they do in Atlanta. I would rather hear that. I was just taking a shot at the Braves. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm pretty sure a couple of guys are going to have to pay up this week because the Braves are going to win the World Series. So, you know who you are. I'll be texting. Don't worry. I keep the screenshots. Uh... I'll take the field against Atlanta if you're that confident. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Braves are going to win it. They're the best team in the history of baseball. They killed the 27 Yankees. Yeah, or they could not get out of the divisional round. Which up? Um, but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Would you rather your team miss the playoffs or get beat out early like they did? Just ask it and let you think about it. You know, I mean... I can tell you now, I would have missed the playoffs to go out how and Clay, I'm sorry, go out how the Phillies did. You know, where you have the lead, two games at home, you just got to win one or two and you blow it. I've been there, buddy. I have been there. We had Mark Pryor, then Kerry Wood going. Kerry Wood hit a three-run homer in the third inning of game seven, and we still lost that game to the Florida Marlins. But boy, they were just Miami. The entire state of Florida beat up on us. But anyway. I digress. All right, let's look at some college football around the country. Top 25 action, as that was your SEC. You got Ohio State as 18.5-point favorites against Rutgers. Let me tell you, I'm not touching this. I'm not touching it. Um, I don't like the line. I don't like the spread. I don't like the game. Uh, I don't like it being in New Jersey. I, I'm, this is a DNT. If I have to pick, I'll take Rutgers in the points. But I'm not touching it. It's not going to be on my sheet. Um, you got K-State and Texas. This is an interesting one because you wouldn't know it, but these are two of the teams in a five-way tie atop the Big 12. Yeah. Fun fun story there, huh? Um, Texas is a four-point favorite. Uh, Quinn Ellers will not play again. And you know what? I'm taking K-State in the points. Um... K-State's defense has been playing great. They've actually gone the last nine quarters without giving up a touchdown. All right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good to me. Uh, and Texas is going to score some touchdowns. But I like the way K-State's D's playing. Defense travels. Give me K-State plus the four. I think it's going to be a really close game. Could go either way. Probably down to a field goal. Uh, this Texas team has regressed since playing Alabama and lost Quinn Ellis, you know, their quarterback. Whereas Alabama has... Uh, continue to improve. The Notre Dame versus Clemson game, this one's simple. Here you go. I'm going to give it to you. Clemson has the 79th ranked offense in the country. Man, I bet they wish they had DJ Ungala. DJ ooh, 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 whatever. Still there. 79th ranked offense. Notre Dame's defense, 10th in the country. Solid, good. You saw them shut down good offenses like USC. Uh, give me Notre Dame minus the three all day long. Obviously, back down to two and a half, but all day long. 
Um, Arizona State against Utah. This is an interesting one because I've been riding both these teams. Obviously, Utah did not cover. They get the holy crap kicked out on by Oregon at home last week. Ends their long home win streak. I think it was like 18 games. Uh, just embarrassing in what happened to them. Uh, Arizona State plays everybody close and loses. Not this week. I think Utah bounces back. Utah at home. Give me Utah minus the 11. Not for a lot, but two and a half stars. But uh, Utah minus the 11. Now, I told you all a few weeks ago, when service academies play each other, we love the under. It's now 40, and it hit then. It's now 44, 10, and 1 when service academies play against each other going back to 2005. You know what? Well, Army comes to Air Force. First off, Air Force is really good. Air Force is going to beat the crap out of them. The over-under of 31 and a half, under. Under, under, under. 31 and a half. That's ridiculously low for a reason. But I'm also going to take Air Force minus 18 and a half. You know why? Because my prediction for this game is 24 to nothing. 24 to nothing. I think Army's lucky to get a field goal. Hmm. It's going to be 14-0 at the half. It'll be 24-0, maybe three final. And there's your game. Uh, and the under. Uh, another do not touch for you, Florida State, minus 21.5 at Pitt. Now, a friend of mine bought this down to 20.5. I like that a lot better. But at 21.5, I'm not touching it. Um, I'm DNT in that game. Speaking of the Big 12 and their tie across the top, their five-way tie, you got Oklahoma going to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's a six-point favorite coming off that loss. They got uh, the over-unders at 61, and you know what? I like them cowpokes a little bit. Uh-oh. He's a man. He's like 70 now. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. He's old. But uh, give me Oklahoma State. Covering the six and the over a 61. Uh, Penn State, who I really thought would bounce back last week and hammer and, and show their their grit. Instead, they had to come back and barely pull out a win against a crap team. They're eight and a half point favorite against Maryland. At Maryland, I like Talia, uh, but I got to tell you, I think this game's going to be a 10 point game. I think Penn State wins, wins by 10. Now, this line has fluctuated some. It's going up and down. So if this line gets back up to 10, we take Maryland. If it stays below 10, we take Penn State. Maryland wins this game by 10 points. I mean, Penn State wins this game by 10 points. Um, Virginia Tech is playing Louisville. Louisville, nine and a half point favorite at home. But Virginia Tech has been playing ball. Four weeks ago, this line would have been 28. Virginia Tech's defense looks like a Bud Foster defense. I mean, they look like they got a lunch pail out, and they've been playing. Give me Voltec to cover the nine and a half. Um, Tulane against ECU. Tulane's a 17-point favorite. Give me Tulane. Give me the over, and we'll move right along. You got Cal against Oregon. Um, Oregon coming off that curb stomping they gave to Utah down in Utah. Now they go home. And they're 24 and a half point favorite. It's Cal. You know what? I don't see a letdown in this Oregon team. 
your boy Bo Nix. I know Clay, you're a big fan. He, now that he's not at Auburn, <laughs> Clay's good. See, if I keep talking smack to him, maybe he'll drive up to Tuscaloosa, and then we can laugh about it. Yeah, because I'll, I'll, I'll make a joke and we'll laugh it off, and we'll get to hang out a little bit. Yeah, that's how I get on to come into town. Um, December especially, that'd be great. Uh, but anyway, uh, now nah, give me Oregon to cover on that one. Uh, you got Kansas, number 21 in the country, going to Iowa State. But I, Iowa State's not ranked. And Iowa State's a two-point favorite. Ding, 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 ding. Buzzers are going off. Alarms are going off. Crazy things are happening. And this is where we hammer. Give me Iowa State money line. Give me Iowa State on the spread. When a ranked team plays an unranked team and the unranked team is favored, we go with the unranked team because Vegas knows more than the AP pollsters. Well, a lot of people know more than the AP pollsters, but Vegas knows a lot more. And so we're with Iowa State at home covering the two big time, dropping hammers. Purdue against Michigan. Um, Michigan's a 32 and a half point favorite. I'm tired of all the crap against, you know, that's come out against Michigan. Of, oh, are they cheating? Are they doing this? Everybody in the world's had an opinion on it. Yes, I think they're garbage. Uh, I think it's a stupid thing to do. I think they're caught with their hand in the cookie jar. But they're also one of the best football teams in the country. Their players are going to use this as us against the world motivation. Give me Michigan to cover. Uh, Washington. Oh, Michael Penix. Minus three. I like Michael Penix. And he didn't he hadn't had a big game the last couple of weeks. Ooh, they're playing USC. Ooh, USC likes to score a lot. What's that over under? 76 and a half? Not high enough. Give me the over. Give me the over Washington USC. And give me Washington minus three. I think that USC goes down yet again because they don't have a defense. Sorry, buddy. Should have stayed in Oklahoma where some defensive players might have shown up. Somebody that could tackle somebody might would be there. Mm. Now, Oregon State against uh, Colorado. Colorado last week, I really thought they might end up in a shootout with UCLA. They didn't. Their offense was anemic at best. And uh, Oregon State, I think, is better. Uh, I think you Oregon State minus 13 and a half. Uh, I like that. So give me Oregon State to cover. Um, UCLA against Arizona. Um, Arizona has beaten ranked teams back to back weeks. Like I say, UCLA is like six and two. Did not look convincing over a not good Colorado team. Yeah. A team that shouldn't make a bowl. They had a lot of hype early in the year, but whatever. They're not, they're not a great team. Let's not make them out like they're you know, crazy good. They had a couple of good players. That's it. Um, Arizona, make it three straight weeks. I think Arizona at home takes down UCLA. Arizona secretly might be playing the best football, top to bottom, both sides of the ball and special teams of anybody in the Pac-12 right now. Just saying. Just saying. Give me Arizona in the points. Give me Arizona sprinkling the money line. Uh, I think they take down Chip Kelly and USC. 
Now, Thursday night, you got some football. This might be out by then. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but TCU against Texas Tech. Um, I'm taking Texas Tech minus three at home. You got Wake Forest going to Duke. Duke's minus 12 and a half. Uh, I got to check on the quarterback situation. I did not do that. I meant to do it for the podcast. But I told you what I did. I went home and I took a nap. And I watched an awesome movie uh, before that. So leave me alone. Um, if, if Duke's quarterback play is back, I'm taking Duke. Uh, and I, I think I'll probably take Duke no matter what. But just so we know, USA against the men of Troy. Oh, a couple of in-state teams. Give me Troy minus the four and give me the over. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a street fight. Uh, South Alabama against Troy. But give me Troy. Um, on Friday night, you got Boston College against Syracuse. This game's in the Carrier Dome. And because of that, give me Syracuse to win and cover the two and a half. Uh, Colorado State is at Wyoming. At Wyoming? At Wyoming? Colorado State got beat down by Air Force last week in the snow and actually got a flag because their fans were throwing snowballs at the Air Force players. They got a warning for it. Then in the first half, then in the fourth quarter, when Air Force had pulled away, they started doing it again. They got a flag for it. Um, that's bad sportsmanship. You're, you're following the lead of the people of Philadelphia. What are you doing? You're out. You're out. You're out. And so, with that, and put Wyoming, highest elevation of any college campus. Uh, give me Wyoming. I think they'll pull away in the second half. And uh, Cowboy up. Josh Allen will be happy. He'll be happy to hear about all that. Um, <laughs> now, real quick, I'm going to pull up the NFL here. And uh, we're going to look at a couple of these. I'm not going to go. There's so much happening in the NFL. I mean, the trade deadline hit Tuesday. The Bears actually were buyers from the Commanders. I don't understand. I don't know. It's the worst front office in the history of football. And the guy we got, great defensive lineman. He's doing great. His contract's up at the end of the season. And we don't resign. This is just dumb. Mm. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with our front office. We're, we're bad. We're very bad front office. But Thursday night, you get some fun football. You get the Steelers. You get the Titans. I told you last week I went big on the Steelers. I was hoping that my man Derrick Henry would get traded, preferably to Baltimore. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, I'd like to see Derrick have a big game because he is on my fantasy and everything. But give me the home team, minus three, buying it down to two and a half. Uh, give me the Steelers to win and cover there at the house. And I don't think the Steelers are good. I don't. And now, hold on. Who's starting quarterback for the Titans? Is, Le- is Will Levis starting? I'm asking. There's nobody in the room, by the way. Uh, if Will Levis is starting, give me the Titans. Give me the Titans if Levis is starting. If it's Tannehill back taking snaps, then give me the Steelers. How about that? Uh, just looking around here, some of the NFL that I have not broken down. You got the Dolphins at the Chiefs. I love the fish. I hope the fish win because Gracie Hunt still not returning my calls. Gracie, you hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> but both teams sit at eight and two, so it looks like a good matchup. Chiefs, Chiefs haven't been playing the best ball, but they're a different team in Kansas City. 
Uh, give me the Chiefs. Pull it out. And I will go over the 50 and a half. I think both offenses. Um, will, even though both teams bring very good defenses, I think those offenses just know how to how to do things. Um, give me the Ravens minus six against the Seahawks. Uh, love that one. Um, stay away from the Packers and the Rams. You can't trust either one of those teams. That's terrible. Uh, give me the Saints against the Bears. Uh, down there in the Dome, Saints are sitting four and four. They need this game. The Bears are at two and six and should be losing. Can't even do that right uh, all the time. Uh, so give me give me the Saints in that one. Uh, the Raiders fired their coach this week. So they're paying two coaches that aren't coaching their team. And <laughs> and they're playing the Giants in their favor. Uh, I know Tyler Taylor got hurt last week, so you're looking at a third-string quarterback in for the Giants. That's this is a terrible, bad, bad football game. Uh, no way we're gonna we're gonna play this game. That's just awful. Um, on Sunday night football, you got the Bengals and the Bills, and they got the Bengals favored. And they got that all wrong. The Bills, Josh Allen and them. I know they got some injuries on defense. And the Bengals came back last week and looked better. They looked good. Uh, but I think the Bills are going to wake up on this game and give me the Bills in the over. And then uh, even though they let me down a little bit last week, they letting the back nerd cover in. Um, the Jets and the Chargers on Monday night. Chargers are favored on the road at the Jets. Uh, we'll have to check on the health of everybody with the Jets. I mean, they were down to that 14th center last week. Chargers blew out the Bears, so that's like winning a really good practice. I guess they didn't have to run sprints afterwards or something. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that is my time. Uh, it's way over my time, so I've got to stop. It's LSU week, so you know where I'll be. And you know I'm not replying to your text because it's busy, and I don't have time to do so. If it's not work-related, I'm not answering. I'm not replying. I'm busy. But if you're here at the bar and you ask me a question, I'll be happy to answer it. So, thank you, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Nick Chichester asked me to ask me to always remind y'all that Red Drew Avenue is a one-way street. We actually have a picture of an officer uh, writing a ticket to a guy that was going the wrong way down the one way last week. Uh, it was awesome. It was a magical moment. I was happy to see them do that. Uh, hopefully, we see more of it. Red Drew is a one-way. Uh, and as always, Nick Nick's fighting the crusade, and uh, so I'm trying to help him out. Uh, as always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to school. Play to win. And when you get married, make the damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.